Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our second GPS Training Podcast of the month. It's our 37th episode. With the current lockdown in the UK, we're creating two podcasts a month rather than usual ones. So hopefully it will keep you entertained uh, while you're all inside or going for your uh, local walks uh, during the current lockdown. On this month's uh, podcast, I again have Ian joining me. Have you had a good month, Ian? A very good month. Thank you, John. Uh, What have I done? Uh, I think I've done at least one, if not two, webinars. Got my shed painted, re, re, re-roofed, all the important things. <laughs> wow, you're living the dream there, you know. Oh, know. absolutely. I'll tell you, my shed all nicely watertight for the winter now, which is good. So, <laughs> Very good. Did you have a chance to listen to the last podcast with Michael, who's a good friend I, of yours? I certainly did. Yes, it was a brilliant podcast. And Michael's, I mean, he's such a great guy and, and um, you know, just full of, you know, full of admiration for what he did, what yeah. he did last year, really. Um and, and from my point of view, when I did the training with him, so I did a day's tra- training with him, and because of what Michael was doing with his son Marcus, I, um, rather than sort of like doing a walk, well, we did a walk to begin with just to get them used to the GPSs and what every navigation was all about with a GPS. But then in the afternoon, I'd sort of like designed a a, a navigational exercise around the new forest right, uh, okay. hit by car, which was which was different because that's what he want. That's what he, where he was going to use it. So uh-huh. I thought there's no point going for a walk with Michael all the time. Uh, let's just get in the car. And so I designed a good. It was probably a good 30 mile navigational um, exercise. Right. Okay. Car, which is good. <laughs> if people yeah, didn't listen to the last good. podcast, we had a guy on called Michael who had driven from Peking to Paris in his vintage Mercedes car and Ian had and spent a day with him doing some training before he went so he's really Ian's friend and uh, I just jumped on and uh, stole him for the interview really so it's very good good. fantastic (laughs) so without further ado let's go on with today's podcast in this month's podcast we have a chat about the Garmin Explorer we discuss the difference between raster and vector map what are the differences and then we look at monitoring your daily activity with a GPS watch. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look at the Garmin Explore app. So, Ian, first of all, what is the Explore app? Um, and yeah, how, how and what units does this work next to? So, we know an app people hopefully know is, a, is a, something that will work on a mobile phone or a tablet, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So this app, John, is Garmin's way of keeping people, giving people an ability basically to route plan whilst they're out and about away from a computer. Works exactly the same. Personally, I find it easier to use on my iPad than my iPhone just because of the size of the screen. Um, and yeah, it is a route planning app using, as, I mean, it's basically open street mapping, isn't uh-huh. it, that, that we get there, uh, that people get. So it's not sort of like ordnance survey quality, but it is still good quality mapping and more than sufficient quality mapping to plan your walks, your cycle rides, whatever, when you're out and about away from home. And yeah, so what it does is you can route plan, save your routes, tracks, waypoints, all the rest of it on the Garmin Explore app, and then you can sync it with 
well, at the moment, um, it is just one rate, one model, if you like, the 66 series yes. of GPSs. And it, I think once you've got your head around how to do it, it's actually a very good app. It's mm -hmm. been through, I would say, I would say probably they launched it a bit too early because it was was not good when it first arrived. Although it was, I know, launched in sync with, um, excusing the pun, the 66. Uh, but I think that overall, it, I mean, it's it's improved greatly over the last, I would say, probably six six months because I don't know when it was, but it's only been, I think, quite recently have we been able to not only route plan, but we can now import GPX files from other websites. Mm -hmm. And if memory serves me right, that's probably only been available for the last few months, really, I think, that feature. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's my impression of the GPX file importing into the app mm -hmm. from another website for you to then sync to your GPS. Mm -hmm. So traditionally in the past, or we still do it, we, we tend to plan our routes on Garmin Basecamp. So we plan our routes yeah. on Garmin Basecamp, plug our USB cable in and transfer that root data, which is really just a GPX file, over to our GPS unit. But with the 66 range, which is, you rightly say, 66S, 66ST, and the 66I, I've not missed anything out, I don't think, you know. No, no. <laughs> and, uh, no they are three. <laughs> there's just the three units. Um, it also runs next to this app on a mobile phone, both Android and um, Apple, um, iOS, I think we should be calling it, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, and uh, both tablets and uh, mobile phones. And we can plan a route on our mobile phone or our tablet and wirelessly transfer that over to our GPS unit, yeah. can't we? I mean, that's from a GPS. Um, also, the 86 as well, does it? Of course, doesn't? yes, the 86i yeah, so, and so the 86s got, as Yeah, well, so we've got yeah. the 86, and also, not forgetting, uh, the uh, Phoenix smartwatches as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you say that 86. We've actually sold quite a few in the last week. I've actually got some more on back on. 86, that people don't know, is the waterproof, although all waterproof, is the floatable version of the 66S yeah. and the yeah. 86i. And, and I know uh, we've been selling quite a few because it's actually very good value. It's slightly cheaper than the uh, 66. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I was getting confused yeah. about. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, that works. And also, as you rightly say, your your Phoenix Five Plus and Six is yeah. Um, it works alongside. We'll work with it? the Explore app. Yeah. Yeah. And the key thing, yeah. as you rightly say, is the thing I find very helpful is is if you find a GPX file on the internet on your mobile phone, you can just transfer that over to your to your GPS, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. It, and and it is. Um, I know it's something. It's on my to-do list, this, John. Uh, we are going to do some little... I'm going to do some little videos for how we're going... how you do this. Because mm -hmm. I think that once you've got your head around... I think it's once you've got your head around how you get everything paired up to begin with, once you've got that bit done, then the GPX file importing is actually pretty straightforward. Yes. It's just knowing what what bits to press and when I think exactly that's right. the, uh, yeah, it's not that's quite as simple as it should be but that's Garmin for you isn't it yeah but then <laughs> but then I think the thing is that the more like all these things the more you do of something yeah. the easier it becomes and also um just you know which I must admit at one level has sort of passed me by by my own admission you can although it you're unlikely to use it you can use the Garmin Explore mapping option from a computer as well. Right. Okay. So, so you can still route plan off the Garmin off. So if you go into your Garmin account, Explore account, and you've still got the maps 
available to you within that and you can still plan and sync from a computer as well mm-hmm. but it's if you're going to be using a computer i would suggest you would probably be you know unless you haven't got your gps anywhere near you you're going to just be using Dominic base camp aren't you yeah you we want yeah. those ordnance survey mapping really it, yes it'd be absolutely anyway. yeah yeah yeah. So I think that really sums it up. So it's a really yeah. nice, simple way if you're out in the field. or And I kind of think that the way I, I know you use in this situation I've used is actually you're away on holiday. I've not got my computer with me. And actually, mm. I, I find I'm in the Lake District in a hotel the night before. I can just look online, some really good websites, download GPX files from, and just transfer yeah. them over to your mobile yeah. phone and wirelessly transfer them over. And then you're ready to go walking, aren't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I know that we are going to... So, I know we're not going to get involved with this now, but we are also going to talk about the sinking, yeah. sinking issues a bit later we'll on. Like your FAQs, Ian. In this, the FAQs, which so, we've uh... decided was so we don't get dis- distracted. But I think that's the thing that people probably customers struggle with most. To yeah. be honest with you, I think the app's straightforward. It's when things don't quite work as they should do. That's. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that later. So if you've got GPS Map 66S ST or 66i. Download that Explore app, um, log into the online resource. There's some videos there taking you through it. Again, if you've got your unit from us, you have any problems, just give us a shout here at GPS Training and uh, we can help you through any of those problems. Or Ian can, I'll just delegate that to Ian. And uh, he'll get you uh, up and running. Never, John, surely. Once it's going, uh, you'll be up and running. But it's a really, I think it is the way going forward. It's something that yeah. is quite early days with just one unit, but I think as more units come in, well, let's say there are also the watches, the five pluses and the sixes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the 86i uh, and the 86s. But as yeah. more units come over, um, I think there's going to be something we'll be talking a lot more about in, in, the, in the coming years, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think very interestingly over the last couple of weeks uh i've spoken to a couple of customers who have been sort of like have just bought 66s on the back of well they don't have a computer don't want to use a computer but want to use the explore app because you know perhaps they've only got a work laptop so they can't install their own personal programs on like Basecamp on a work computer which is totally understandable and so it's quite interesting literally and that's i think why we started thinking about talking about this subject and the explore app because literally within the last couple of weeks we've had a couple of customers do exactly that haven't we so i think we had the consecutive days at one point it was quite a bit of a rush as people and that was a key thing people with work laptops at home unable to install garmin basecamp were buying this unit specifically because they could could use this app alongside it and it's worked very very well for them yeah Brilliant. So, again, if you want to know more about the Explore app, um, just get in touch with us here at GPS Training. The next thing on this month's GPS Training podcast is a look at the difference between raster and vector maps. This all come about because I wrote a short piece on the GPS Training website just last weekend looking at this subject. And it was one of these oh, newsletters going out. I think uh, this is quite a nice little subject and wrote an article in you know, 15 minutes. had a lot of feedback from it and a lot of mm. people interesting because it actually also just covers some of the questions we've also got um, regards uh, each of these map sets. So, um, Vector map, Ian, first of all. So vector map, we can get on both Garmin and SatMap units, can't we? Absolutely, yes. And it is, as I think this is probably one of the um, things that people question us most about is when they, which I know we're going to talk about the other type of mapping in a minute, but after a point of time with vector, well, vector mapping, you don't lose the detail, you don't lose the clarity 
of the mapping. Yeah. Do you think and we should we should start with raster? Really, I think maybe maybe yeah. I've got the wrong. Let's start with yeah. raster because raster is maybe what ninety nine percent of our listeners will be using without Use, realizing yeah. what they're using. So let let's yeah. turn this back. So go back to raster. Raster. <laughs> rewind. R- rewind. So we'll start with raster. So raster mapping in is what the majority of people will be using, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so basically, all the Garmin mapping is uh, raster mapping, and it's basically um, an an image of a map that has been geo-referenced and as you zoom in on the map uh, you just lose all the clarity of the map detail yeah and i think that is the biggest um comment from all our customers because a lot of customers have smartphones and if you look at any anything like that on a smartphone the clarity is retained as, yes. as on the map whereas on the gps it's not at all it just becomes a blurry a pixelated image, blur, it? Yeah, isn't it? yeah 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 but i always say to people you know actually yeah you can zoom into anything and and actually if you had a, a church symbol the size of your um montana or your whatever it's going to be blurry isn't it but you're never going to have a something that that large if you're if you're outside a church or something no I often say you shouldn't give Garmin uh, my ideas, but I think they should stop you zooming in past a certain amount, and then it wouldn't go pixelated, would it? Really? No, it should yeah. be, this is the nearest you can see it. Yes. So, actually, so write that down and sell that idea to Garmin. Yeah. yeah. Actually, at the moment, I think half of Garmin are furloughed. Anyway, that's another subject. Yeah. So, right, so, so um, yeah. So as you, it's, it's, so the. Um, the, the raster map is just really a scanned image of, in our case, Norden survey map. As you zoom mm. in, it literally just goes pixelated because it's just that yeah. scanned image. Yeah. The yeah. sat map, Ian, is, is better than the Garmin, isn't it? Because it's the higher res map. Oh, absolutely. Their, their mapping, I think, is a, you know, compared to Garmin mapping, it, it's just second to none, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? it the, the quality of it is um, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, really good. And and I think that's what people expect when they buy a Garmin, that that's what they're going, that's the image they're going to get, and they don't. But I think that your your views of it are correct, that actually we're not buying a GPS to look at a pretty picture of a map. We are there to use it as a navigational aid. Yeah. And that is the, that is what it's all about at the end of the day, a GPS, isn't it? Because if, if you want to look at a pretty picture of a, Ordnance survey map. Look at it on your computer or something at home. But it, it, it's. I mean, yes, we want quality, but on the other hand, it's not the end of the world, is it? At the end of the day, that's the, that's this, the thing. Uh, I know I've said this in the podcast. I do say it most days. People, I always say, I don't get in your BMW car. You don't have a BMW. You don't get in your BMW car. You say, look at the quality of your 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 sat nav maps. No, you don't. You don't get it. You don't compare the maps in a car sat nav than what we do at the no. survey. You get in and say, actually, I'm going to turn left in 3.6 miles. And therefore, yeah. for me, on a Garmin GPS, because it's such a great navigational experience. E.g., I'm turning left. I'm turning right, or whatever. For me, the, the the map in the background is just an image to tell me actually yeah. I'm coming yeah. across a river or I'm coming across a bridge yeah. or I'm coming into a town. And for me, <clears throat> that's that's the way I always look at the the Garmin. Um, the, the navigation experience is so good. The map is just that image in the background, mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. it? Really. Yeah. yeah. And I always think, you know, when people get their units and compare it next to the smartphone, and go, oh, actually, the quality on my smartphone is brilliant. But actually, I can hold up my smartphone and people can see, but like a thousand quid iPhone, yeah, it's just a screen, isn't it? That's yeah. what it is. And actually, we can sell you a thousand quid screen if you want to on a GPS yeah. unit. But I suspect by the time you bought your OS maps, nobody would be buying it for one and a half grand, would they? Well, and would people want to pay that 
sort of money? That's and the exactly answer right. is no. Oh, that's so exactly right. yeah, it, it's it's not it's not it's not commercially practical for Garmin either, is it? No. To be setting units that are that no. that amount of money for for ve vector mapping, oh. and then the co and the maps are going to cost more than what they do. Yeah. I mean, they cost enough anyway. So exactly um. right. So <laughs> then we move on to vector mapping. So vector mapping um, is. It's, it's not just a scanned image, is it? It's it's a no. proper digital map, isn't it? Yes, yes. And it actually, as you zoom in, the clarity is retained. And yeah, and, and, and that's like as if you're looking at it, uh, I suppose, on a on a smartphone, really, isn't it? When you look at mapping there, it's you, you, you can zoom in a very, very long way to uh, literally probably only a few meters zoom level, but the clarity is re mm -hmm. retained. It, and it is different scales. So people often say to me, oh, well, this vector mapping, um, what scale is it? Actually, it's not any scale. As you zoom in, it gets more more detail. As you zoom out, you get less detail. So it is yeah. 1 to 10,000. It's 1 to 25,000. It's also mm. 1 to 15,000. It's also 1 to 75,000. As you zoom in and out, you go through different map sets and you see more or less. I'd like to give you the definition. I don't know if you read the article. Did you read the article last Friday or not, Ian? I did read the article, okay. but I don't know what question you're going to ask me, John. That's, no, it's all right. I, I'm not going to read the article. Test. I, 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 read, <laughs> I wrote the article, and as usually, somebody corrected me. So, so I, I'm going to give you the correct definition. I, I put, I said, Wikipedia are mapping the world for free, and this is where this data comes from. And somebody corrected me, said it's nothing to do with Wikipedia. It's uh, the correct. Uh, it's the correct. Um, definition is it comes from open data project that creates and distributes geographical data for the world is where that yeah comes it's from. it's an actual project isn't it, it? Is. it it's 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 called the open open, open source free source street yeah project or something yeah yeah because you because you can look at all these maps on their website yeah. for you can for the whole world and yeah yeah, yeah. so that's where that yeah. comes from so again i i i put an incorrect definition but then usually as usually the case within 20 minutes somebody corrected me fantastic <laughs> well it's good that people read good that it's people good read the newsletter read, john read the newsletter, so i amend yes. that accordingly yeah so yeah so again the nice thing is if you look on our website and i'll show you where that is now you can actually see a little video where we compare the two different map types there's a nice video uh, which OS have actually done comparing the two different map types together. So if you want to watch that video comparing each of these different map types, please do go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on reviews, and then click on the article raster versus vector maps uh, for the GPS, uh, for the UK GPS user. And there you'll see uh, a quick explanation, also a video comparing these two things there. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is monitoring the daily activity with your GPS watch. It's tend to be a reoccurring theme at the moment, uh, GPS watches, Ian. But again, we're seeing a massive surge in sales yeah. of them as yeah. people have really thought about how fitness is, is impacting their lives, especially with lockdown or com potentially coming out to the end of lockdown, having to monitor yeah. their, their daily activities and sitting yeah. in. So I think yeah. it's been a it's been a big part of it really. So I think we're going to look more at the the daily stats. We all know with a GPS watch we can navigate uh, with it, yeah. uh, like a handheld, but it's a smaller screen, etc. Et but a lot of people are just wanting to measure the basics, um, the the basic daily activities that that you're doing yourself, isn't it? So, mm. what kind of things are we are we getting these watches to to, to measure? Well, on mine, I'm actually going to look through mine, John, as we okay. talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it off my wrist first. It's easier. So on the so. 
on the watches we have two things two basic sort of like sources of information activities which we've talked about it's the navigational side on the other side of the watch we have the um what garmin called widgets yes. and then the widgets are all the health stats and so just going through mine so i have um heart rate mm -hmm. uh, then my steps my daily steps then my training status which i keep going oh dear i've looked at the then next one the stress level john <laughs> come in at high stress i don't know why <laughs> must be early in the morning or something i don't know um then sunset sunrise and it so it gives you lots of you can get lots of weather data uh -huh. i've got a compass on mine i've got my music um my notification say what the weather's doing for the day and my stairs climbed and i have a day you can have a widget that's my daily summary of all my health stats uh -huh. and uh and the important one the all important one the intensity minutes john that is the to me they joking apart though that is the weekly intensity minutes that what is recommended by the national health service and um what i think you know that to me is my best guide as to where I am with what I'm doing through the week. Because that's the amount of exercise you're potentially doing, isn't it? Yeah, you, you've got to be doing it, what is it, for constant exercise for over 20, 20 minutes, I think, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, for it to clock up any intensity minutes. And and as I say, so that's, um, see, I've already, I've already done my, uh, I'm already on 170 for the week, John, and it's only, it's only Thursday, which is good. Uh. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, and as you know, there are other things. We, you know, as we know, it will monitor sleep if you want. If you want it to, personally, I don't. I I tried it when I first got the watch. I did. <laughs> I did try the sleep monitoring, but I was waking up so tense in the morning as to how my sleep patterns were. I thought after a time, I'm just not gonna. It's not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> do you know, I, to be honest, with you, I think it's, I, I found the sleep side has been absolutely fascinating. I think it really has. It's it's oh, it's so much because actually. <laughs> I actually, when when I first got mine, I actually then bought a book to understand my different sleep patterns, understand what my REM sleep, my deep yeah, sleep, my yeah. light sleep, because again, I'd never come across these things. And then I kind of saw these graphs and thought, well, what are all these things? So I kind yeah. of even started reading books about how to analyze it. <laughs> no, and no. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated because actually it's, it, it, we talk about stress, how those stress relate to your sleep and also... Uh, how if you have a drink how that relates to your sleep and these kind yeah. of things so it's it's a quite an interesting um yeah interesting concept yeah. of doing that I, I i must admit i don't think i i slept as well whilst i was monitoring my sleep as when the watch was off so i just took it off my wrist yeah. <laughs> i was waking up too worried in the morning as to what my sleep pattern had been <sighs> for the night almost <laughs> So the I nice know. thing is that you just put these things on your wrist. You can wear them in the shower. You never need to take them off. You can even wear it in the bed, as, as we we're just joking about there. So actually, and then monitor everything that you're doing, mm. your heart yeah. rate, your exercise, yeah. your steps. And you set these goals are set there. So going back to steps, you know, if you do set yourself at 6,000 steps, if you start doing more, your target just keeps increasing and increasing. And, and it's a really nice way, as we're coming out of lockdown or within lockdown, if you're doing your exercises, it's a really nice way to monitor what you're doing. And and I was just on to somebody yesterday who's, um, who, who bought a GPS watch. And again, I, I said to him, and he kind of totally agreed, they're just a nice watch as well. No, this, what it is, they, isn't it? Yeah. They're not just yeah. a, um, oh, it's in monitors, not just with a great specter, a plastic strap around your wrist. It no. is a nice no. watch. 
and I was just actually saying to the gentleman yesterday, is actually all my friends wear Phoenix watches because actually they see my Phoenix watch go, that is so nice. What is that? Mm. And often yeah. they're not walkers, they're not outdoor people. They go, that looks really nice watch on it and 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 yeah. they, they they have ski maps on them you know um gentleman yesterday was using his for golf you know um they have yeah, golf, the courses, golf courses, courses built they, yeah. in and yeah. this kind yeah. of thing and again my best friend actually had a got a phoenix off me and then he went away with another friend on a skiing trip comes back and says, oh, i saw philip had that watch that was really nice what which other ones have you got so when people yeah. see them they are really nice watches yeah um yeah. for that outdoor people that active because it's that kind of that look isn't it really it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not a with a great respect a square apple for it is an outdoor stylish um watch on your on your on your wrist isn't it and I think the other thing is that I know that we've discussed in other podcasts, John, is that they are robust. Yeah. They're not the sorts of, you know, I mean, the amount of times I've I've got the Sapphire version of the uh, Phoenix 5. And you really can, I mean, I've knocked the face mm-hmm. quite unintentionally against things. And you and you were probably thinking, oh, God, I've scratched it. And it just haven't. You just don't even have to wor- to worry about it. Yeah. They 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 are very robust things. You say they can get as wet as they like, not a problem. And I think another really really interesting little health uh, op- um, option that you have on it is that um, it has, especially at the moment with pe- a lot of people working at home. I was just discussing with my sister, elder sister yesterday. The trouble is at the moment we are working from home, but we're not then getting up and going out and doing things yeah. as much because that's what we shouldn't be doing but on the watch you can put on a move alert Mm -hmm. so the watch senses when it's been when you've been sitting down too long and it it will remind you that you've got to get up and actually and that again is you know because otherwise i'm sure we've all been guilty of it you can you could be sitting at a desk quite easily for two hours because you think well actually i can't go out and do much at the moment which i say which is what we shouldn't be doing but you know, it, it is just something to remind you that I've been sitting far too long. I need to get up exactly and right. and do something. Mm-hmm. So it is really yeah, good. Really good. Yeah. So, okay, so that's really some of the key things we talked about. Um, the key key health issues that your GPS your GPS watches monitor the daily activities. Um, GPS watches again. Have a look at our website, but they range from two hundred forty nine pound ninety nine from an instincts range, and the Phoenix range, uh, which is what Ian and I were uh, both wear, started for five hundred ninety nine pounds. They are, and don't forget if you buy any GPS watch from ourselves in our online resource, uh, the training videos for each of these watches. There's twenty two videos for the instincts and twenty two videos for the Phoenix watches, and these also cover things like the Explore app because we were talking earlier on the Explore app can be used uh, next to um, a GPS watch and uh, with, uh, you, and there's videos in the online resource taking you through there. To find out more about GPS watches please do go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on the GPS store on the top menu bar the multi-activity GPS watch on the bottom left hand um, menu bar. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions that our customers have asked why Ian's been supporting them over the last month. So Garmin, Garmin one, first of all, Ian, uh, very much relating to what we were talking to earlier on, is pairing your GPS um, with your smartphone or also your watch with your smartphone as well, isn't it? That's a key thing, isn't it, Ian? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so that, that the that is the critical thing for everything to work. 
and the first part of the process is that you need to be you need to pair it which we didn't really mention with the garmin connect app first yes. and then afterwards once you've got the watch or gps paired with the connect app then you can pair and sync it with the Garmin Explore app. Yeah. So that's like it's a two-stage thing if you want to use the Garmin Explore app. But if you are having problems pairing it, there's a <laughs> little bit of a, a secret to go through, first of all, isn't there? Well, I think, well, yeah, I mean, and, and it really has been, I think, to be honest, John, through trial and error. Um, and I've, I think I've come up with a pretty decent solution to, to this now that um, basically, as I explained to customers, We've got the software of the phone, we all the um, iOS or Android. We've got the Garmin Connect software. We've got the Garmin Explore software. We've got Bluetooth uh, technology, and we've also got the GPS or the watch. So we're trying to marry up a lot of things uh, in in one go. And if someone doesn't have an up-to-date phone or up-to-date GPS, then there's a very high chance that things just won't work anyway because um, something will be out of sync and my what I have found is two things um, if you've got two Bluetooth devices in the same room like your iPad and iPhone or tablet and a phone the device you don't want to use uh, the apps on just disconnect the Bluetooth just because switch off seemed, the Bluetooth altogether just, on that absolutely yeah yeah because I've, I've just found that I just cannot pair I just nothing will pair if I've got Bluetooth on on my iPad and my iPhone and they're both in the same room right so so that to me is has got to be the first step disable one of the Bluetooth or just make sure you're in a room with only one Bluetooth de de device then if you if that still doesn't work then I just delete the GPS or the watch off the Garmin Connect app and I'll just treat it like a brand new watch or GPS okay I disable the Bluetooth I delete the iPad or iPhone off the Bluetooth setting within the GPS. Yeah. So I make it the GPS search for it again. Mm -hmm. When I turn my Bluetooth back on, um, I, I make, and then I go up through the pairing system again on the Connect app. And it just seems to work all the time, John. Right. Okay. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I've spent, I think like many customers, half an hour 45 I say, why this why isn't this mm -hmm. flipping thing pairing you know because you think well i've got everything and it's even showing in, in my bluetooth de devices there are two bluetooth uh settings that you've got to enable within the bluetooth setting on your phone and it's just easy just to delete both mm -hmm. delete just delete everything and just start again it's not you're not going to affect anything mm -hmm. it just seems to be the quickest way to get yeah. everything paired up so to connect this explore app um on a on a watch or a gps device we need to pair with connect app first and then pair with the yeah. connect at uh, the explore app yeah. if we're having problems doing that um make sure that any of the bluetooth devices the bluetooth is switched off in that same room which could be an yeah. ipad or a, a tablet an android tablet yeah. um and then secondly go in remove that device from the connect app remove that device from the bluetooth settings within your phone or your tablet and just start again from scratch and on and just start and just search go through that process and that will hopefully rectify any problems we have yeah, and also, uh, one thing I didn't say, remove it from the Garmin Explore app as well. Okay. So delete it off the app because I was speaking to a customer, I think it was last week or the week before, and we'd done all the bits I'd forgotten to get into then. He, he'd got everything he thought paired up, but it wasn't working. 
and we hadn't initially deleted his Map 66 off the Garmin Explore app. Brilliant. So we made so we did a complete re new sync again, uh, setting up with the Explore app as well. Fantastic. And it worked. Good. Yeah. Very good. And then it should work. You know, Bluetooth is, I've, I've said this before, Bluetooth is a flaky piece of kit. It is, isn't it? It's, 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 uh, it's a funny thing because yeah. actually, my watch pairs with my phone, I would say, 99% of the time. But I, I, I said to you, I mean, I'm, I've said a number of times on the podcast, I'm, I'm a big podcast listener or listen to ebooks and this kind of thing, and I just have wireless headphones. I would say that 25% of the time, when I switch my wireless headphones on, I've got to go into my Bluetooth setting, remove them from my Bluetooth setting, and sign and pair them again. Yeah. And it's just a yeah. process I go through. Um, I don't know if they're, if they're particularly poor. It's just something that sometimes I switch on, sometimes there's connected and other times it doesn't and i just go through that process and, and yeah, yeah and and yeah i don't know if i'd be I, I sometimes wonder if it was other people with that same hassle whether they would be on the phone to their suppliers but i just kind of tend to live with it maybe i should have spent some more on some bluetooth headphones we might tell so. <laughs> absolutely john <laughs> okay the satmap faqs ian so yeah. satmap faqs um yeah what's what's that for this week? yeah so so basically uh, and again this has come up quite a few t- well it's come up quite a few times on courses and in the last few few weeks when you disconnect an active 20 from your computer um and you power the gps back up you get a message saying insert an sd card with a valid firmware update and at the top of the screen it says it's in it, the screen title is called recovery mode and quite understandably i've had quite a few customers say to me and actually i had a customer this week saying i've got this message what do i do have i got a faulty gps uh, the answer is no um perhaps someone from satmap could explain why we have that screen i don't know basically um the solution is don't panic don't worry and literally just power the active 20 down and then power it back on again and it's fine okay right I, I mean, it's just as simple as that but you you know you you get this horrible message saying insert an sd card and customers say but i've got my sd card mm-hmm. in there and mm-hmm. i've got the date software so why do you get that message showing on a screen that does understandably for some customers cause a lot of concern? Right. Mm-hmm. So once we disc- if we disconnect our, GP- our, our SatMap GPS via the USB cable, if we do get this message, insert an SD card for a valid firmware update and it has this recovery mode, we just need to not panic, power up your GP- yep. Active 20 as normal and everything will be as it is. Absolutely, yes. I, I think that that deserves an email to you know who at SatMap Ian and see yeah. have an explanation on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another did... little project for the day. Now, I will do actually because. Because <laughs> actually, they normally are very good. I know you often will get in touch with um, SatMap in relation to uh, queries, uh, especially because uh, uh, there are occasional things we come across and they are very, very good at getting back actually, aren't they? So. To be to be fair to them, um, I was doing. I did a webinar about a month ago now, and we were having problems on Expedition Two, splitting a route, a long distance route, um, because the the facility is there, but it wouldn't do it. And over the course of an afternoon, many emails went backwards and forwards between myself and Satmap, and they acknowledged that yes, there was a problem. Uh, and the webinar that I did last week, which was an Expedition 2 webinar by last week's about, it took SatMap within the fortnight, they fixed this problem. Mm-hmm. And the version the, the version of Expedition 2 has been revised twice since the problem ar- arose. And 
I think that is pretty, yeah. that is, well, not pretty good. That is very good service mm -hmm. and good customer service that they do, you know, they understandably they want to really check that there is a problem. And once we'd gone through that <laughs> initial phase, then they were very good and have been really, really good in correcting it. And so the webinar last week I did, it was fine. I could uh, split the route, this facility. We There was a bit of a workaround that I had to show a month ago. Well, I didn't have to worry about it last week because it, it just worked because they'd fixed it. Yeah, give them the June. Yeah, it's 100%. So I do get carbon copied a lot of those emails. I think that's efficiency in action, isn't it? <laughs> really? So that's all very good. So Yeah, it's very good. No, they're very good. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much for your FAQs. If you want to keep up to date with any FAQs and uh, top tips, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on online resource in the top menu bar. It takes you to our online training course. If you log in there, you'll see there's top tips for both Garmin and SatMap GPS units. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Please just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. If you do get the chance, please do tell a friend about the GPS training podcast and also about GPS training and encourage them to subscribe on whichever platform they listen to. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating in both iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to the uh, podcast in. And um, if you can leave us a snazzy review, it is also very much appreciated many thanks ian for joining me on this month's gps training podcast you're welcome john good to talk to you yeah as always good it is so, yeah. all right cheers ian thank you very much thank you john thanks for listening to the gps training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps navigation